Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heim Time. This is Emma. Travis. And we're here again. We're here in the relaxed studio. Yeah, dude. I like this one. For the second time. It was good. We were showing a little skin. I kind of had a shot of my my thigh. Nuts and balls my or something? My inner thigh that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was uh, PG-13 or not. It's fine, but, it's fine. Um, we'll tell Paul to it's edit weird. it We got out. a couple more patrons after hey, after that episode. Whatever works. <laughs> you guys. Whatever works. Uh, we've talked about OnlyFans before, so who knows? Maybe this is a middle ground, you could say. Um, Speaking of patrons. 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 Patreon.com slash Heimtime podcast um kind of blowing up we put the last episode we said was only on patreon okay and uh that was a fun one and everyone where probably we talked felt about really bad for us <laughs> texas monthly which i'm sure we'll get into today but for sure uh, yeah so anyway we had a bunch of uh, people join and i will say their names right now uh ed <laughs> smiley ed joined before uh, but then I forgot to do uh, Patreon shout-outs the last time. So okay. shout-out, Ed. Um, Thank he you, Ed. Some, uh, a nice message on uh, Patreon. He's like a, a barbecue lover. Um, and was, we were kind of talking about history of barbecue. Super nice guy. Chelsea Machuca. Hey. You know Chelsea. She is our Benny Keith rep and has been for... Since we opened Magnolia. A long time. Like a month into Mags, I think. Um, if even that might have been when we opened Chelsea's great Renee don't know anything about him there's a bartender at Joe T's name Renee I doubt it's the same one Rennie? but he's uh, super nice <laughs> one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite people in the world but uh, shout out uh, Renee makes a mean Marg <laughs> uh, Evan Leroy Evan Evan Leroy uh, chef uh, owner of Leroy and Lewis number four I don't know. I think in the top 10. Way to That's go. That's probably uh, low, too, for where they actually should be. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of really cool stuff. New school barbecue, I think. I'm sure I've mentioned him uh, before, but he's uh, a good guy and even better barbecue uh, cook. Uh, Wesley Coleman to round out our new Patreons. Wesley. Wesley uh, is unfortunately a Saints fan. Um, but we won't hold that against him. He is also the LSU. Is also. he an LSU fan? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he is our director of operations for yeah. High Barbecue and does a great job. So shout out to uh, Wesley. He's our number 30th follower. Our 30th official. Yeah, we had uh, one person drop out. I guess they were tired of Texas Monthly Talk or something. So, um, But anyway, Five up bucks to is 30. just too much. We were talking about that. It's like uh, all of the thing, the dumb subscriptions that you have, and then you look up and you're like, oh, I'm spending $500 a month yeah, no on joke. ridiculous Well, keep uh, spending five crap. bucks on us a month and join. Yeah. I guess we should do more just uh, on Patreon sometimes. <laughs> I might, we might only do this on Patreon. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I feel like, uh, we got pretty real in the last one and everyone seemed to, to really like that. And, um, you know, maybe we'll just continue on that theme, uh, in the future. And I, uh, people like it on iTunes and stuff, but anyway, this is too long. Shout out all the Patreons. If you want to support this uh, podcast directly, patreon.com slash time podcast, um, all the iTunes, Spotify, all the other yeah. stuff too, I guess. And then but. on Instagram is just Heimtime Podcast. 
Thanks, guys. And Twitter that I never tweet on, but Heim Barbecue. Anyway, let's get into that. Let's episode. do it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Time, time. <laughs> it could also be the afternoon whenever you're listening to this. Good afternoon. Or in the middle of the night. Thank you for listening regardless. Middle of the night. Welcome it's time, time. Welcome back. Hey, Trav. Hey. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, anything uh, important happened this week? I haven't really been on social media much. Dude, I have. There has been some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just one little side note about me this week i like deactivated my facebook okay thank you take that zuckerberg and uh but if someone does message like i'm facebook you're not getting a response no so maybe never again maybe it feels really good <laughs> it's been about it'll be 48 hours this evening that's so. awesome uh allegedly facebook is changing their name have you heard that no so apparently they're going to change change it up to to something to book face <laughs> my face <laughs> i think that's what my uh, dad used to call it my face um yeah i i took a nice little um uh what would you sabbatical? call sabbatical yeah sabbatical um siesta from yeah from uh <laughs> social media uh, from about, uh, 8.02 AM Monday on mm. Twitter, uh, and Instagram, I deleted, uh, Facebook book face off of my phone, <laughs> uh, months ago. Yeah, and you that did. was one of the best things I've ever done, uh, for my mental health. Um, but I still will check it because people will message me and tag me and things. And then they get upset, um, when I don't respond, like, uh, a lot of people, I think, just, just use Facebook every day. Yeah, I may do that. But then it's like, you know, whatever. There's like people that want to message. It's usually nothing important. but um, For a donation request. Yeah, we'll get those. Um, yeah, Twitter I got off of and then um, I got back on yesterday because I was like thinking like, well, I'll just take a break. And Instagram, too, was, was the same way. And then... Uh, it was like, you know, whatever. And then, like, what do you do? You just, like, sit on your hands the rest of the You raise <laughs> a child and run a business. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, Watch Netflix. Yeah, so the proverbial elephant in the room is that the Texas Monthly Top 50 list came out Monday. It did. At 8 a.m. And if you heard uh, our last podcast on uh, Patreon-exclusive mm -hmm. uh, podcast that we put patreon.com slash Heimtime podcast. Um, I felt like that was maybe one of our better episodes where we were pretty open pretty and, raw. and raw and vulnerable about um, kind of what we were thinking and uh, that maybe set the stage. So if you, if you watch that episode, then you probably have some mm -hmm. uh, inkling of how we're feeling uh, today. Um, and, uh, if you don't know what that is, we talked about in the last episode, it's, it's Texas monthly for, um, 
like a while now, since the 90s, I think at least, um, does a best top 50 barbecue places in Texas every four years. It's a big deal. It's very prestigious, blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, we talked more about it the last time. Uh, all of that to say we didn't get in. Yeah, don't look it up. <laughs> and so... Uh, well, it's pretty crazy. That was a bummer. <laughs> we didn't get in. Yeah. Which, if you did listen to the last episode, we talked about that there was, I mean, our hearts kind of had like a gut feeling that there was a chance we weren't. I Because and we I are yeah. different. We aren't a food yeah. truck open for one hour, one day a week. You know, like yeah. we're completely different. I don't know if they've ever had a place with three joints. Not to mention more in the works. Three list, at least, that I know of. So I mean, Lockhart, I guess, but they didn't get in it this year. You know, it's yeah. It's, uh, Styles and Switch, they have two. They didn't get in. Like it's pretty crazy. They have three now, I think. Three. Switch and then the other. I think at least. Or they, yeah, they were. Aren't that? I think they are working. Um, before we get into it, and I do uh, completely agree with you because I. I can Just tell to make you. <laughs> I know. I can tell you the moment that I knew we weren't getting in, um, and uh, you know, I, it is what it is. But um, then we uh, got our hopes up because of no some joke. stuff that happened, and uh, I foolishly probably felt uh, pretty good going into Monday, and then. Um, reading the list before I went uh, and played in a, a charity golf tournament was kind of like, wait, I didn't see your name on there, you know, and yeah. scrolling and then they just have a really the, great way of uh, getting our hopes up. Really great way. The sinking, <laughs> sinking feeling. Um, yeah. And we got really uh, screwed, I think, on that. I, at least like other people who didn't make the list um, didn't have to go through what we went through. But Anyway, let's get into it. I, uh, I'm disappointed to say the least. I think, um, I, I think at this point I've gone through almost every stage of grief (laughs) from like sadness to, uh, anger, uh, to, you know, everything else. And, uh, that was the thing too. Like Monday, you know, I was like, well, you know what, for, good or bad I just don't want to like be on social media and see anything you know that yeah people are talking about and then yesterday uh, we're filming this on Wednesday yesterday uh, kind of had an epiphany like you know that's not I'm not like helping myself uh, you know by not looking at this and mm-hmm. um, I shout out to everyone who texts me and who tweeted and messaged and everything that was, um, meant a lot to us. Um, a lot of people, um, that own barbecue places that got in the top 50 (laughs) that text us and we're like, I don't really know why you guys didn't make it, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And they, um, you know, have their things that they look for and, and all that. Um, so anyway, I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because it, it means a lot to me. It meant a lot to me when we got into it, uh, in 2017. And then before that in the top, top 25, um, and you know, I, it's, it's something that I think is, um, 
a big deal and I have a lot of respect for it and I have a lot of respect for uh, Daniel and all of the people, the other people who are involved with with making the list. And this was something, too, where I was like, I don't even know like if I want to talk about it because um, it's so raw. But to be clear, um, I think I think anything that I say or that we say is going to sound critical. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like um, I want to be very clear that um, I'm, I'm not I don't want to ever even inflect anything that may seem like I'm talking bad about another place or somebody that made it or something like that. Just to be clear, because okay. anything we say could be like, well, they're, uh, you know, upset or jealous or whatever. So I just want to be very clear with that. Um, I'm really happy for Fort Worth. I think it's a huge deal that um, Panther City top 10, uh, Danes, Smokeaholics, um, Kennedale is not in Fort Worth, but Goldie's yeah, if so you throw. Yeah, everybody knows. Kennedale is <laughs> like more Arlington. If you throw them in uh, as south-south Fort Worth maybe. So um, that's crazy. And when when we were on it uh, in 2017, we were the only Fort Worth place, and that meant a lot to me as uh, someone born and raised here and, and obviously um, who cares about barbecue. So um they've all earned it and they're freaking awesome places and have worked really hard, especially Panther city. Um, I still remember when they told us they were moving into our old food truck at a chili competition <laughs> that we were judging. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, it's not really a great, in that my mind, won't. I was like, this is not a very good area and, mm -hmm. uh, it, it might be tough, but, um, that area has changed so much though too. In like the last four years, There's like whole like yeah. buildings and stuff now that are, weren't there. Yeah. We were dodging homeless turds to fill up turds. our water tank. That's not a joke. I've, I don't know if I've ever told that story on no. the podcast, but, uh, that area, has changed a lot and so it's great i'm really happy to see them uh be successful i'm happy for daniel um who yeah i mean i don't need to say that but i'm, I'm happy for them um i'm happy for um smokeaholics derek I, we just met him at that podcast but he was a super nice guy and doing some really cool stuff um dane's the same thing i know they've they've worked really hard um to be where they're at so so that's cool. It's it's disappointing that we're not on that and a part of that because, you know, I feel like we, uh, you know, a lot of the, the responses I got were, you know, people talking about how we brought craft barbecue to Fort Worth. And I'm right. very proud of that. And I think that, that's what kind of stings the most. It's just I'd, I'd love to be um, a part of that, you know, deal. But I think, you know. And I don't even we're, know. We're just different, dude. Like yeah. it's like you. It's like what's that saying? Comparing apples to oranges. Like we are nowhere near that anymore. And again, like this is the part where I'm sensitive because I don't want to like make it seem like we're, you know, whatever. I mean, read into it all you want. I guess who fucking cares at this point? But I think that we've always been on the outer edge of Pushing. like different mm -hmm. and we've talked about that a lot and even when we got 
Texas Monthly the last time in 2017, we were in Magnolia. We're cooking over 100 briskets every Saturday. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were even at that point, you know, four, almost five years ago, probably one of the highest volume places that was in the top 50 at that point. Um, now it's the same way. The only place that I, and I, uh, saw that we weren't on it and didn't really read who's on it. So apologies to, you know, whoever, but, um, Tim Hutchins was texting me before and, mm -hmm. and I texted him congrats after they're the only place I know that like is a restaurant that's mm -hmm. open and does, I mean, the numbers they were telling us of like briskets and stuff were insane when yeah. we saw, uh, Tracy at, at Red Dirt. So shout out to them, you know, as being one of the, the main, uh, high volume places, but it's, I guess, and I, I don't know how to like say this, but we've always been different. I feel like we've always kind of led the change and been open to trying new things mm -hmm. and being creative and outside of the sort of safety net of, um, uh, you know, this is sellouts barbecue and yeah. selling out and all mm -hmm. that. Um, when you look at our menu, I mean, bacon burn ins and everything that, you know, there's probably a dozen places in the top 50 or more that do bacon burn ins in that do our potato salad introduces that, you know. <laughs> the entire top 50. And it's called like the new stars of Texas right. barbecue. Daniel mentions bacon burn-ins as like like what's where Texas barbecue is now and kind of what we t touched on in the last episode it's it's like do these things really matter apparently not apparently <laughs> not for Heim barbecue but yeah. he says like burrito tacos all these different things yeah. bacon burns burn-ins was the first thing listed it's like, well, how do you think those got yeah. on everybody's menu? You know, well, somebody a, had to think it up. He wore a bacon burn-in shirt on Fox yesterday. Yeah, so, a couple yeah. people text us that. What a great consolation prize. But um, <laughs> I, I guess that's my point is like I know we've always been kind of our own thing and – I've never felt more different. <laughs> I don't than either. after this list. I mean, I I do too. I feel, and that's like I know I'm not obviously. I'm trying to make myself feel better. Right. We all need to just take our time to feel okay about this. But like, and again, not saying anything bad about any other joints. But like, I will not feel bad for having three restaurants and being the successful company that we are and having almost 200 employees like if that contributed to why we didn't make the list then like we would never have been considered anyway and we and talked about inclusive versus ex exclusive like i'm not trying to turn away anybody you know for barbecue at any time of day no matter where you are in the metroplex in all honesty because we do have multiple so I think that's where I'm finding a little bit of comfort. Like it doesn't mean that we don't have good food or whatever. It just means that like, I think that we push the limit on the joint aspect of Texas monthly top barbecue joints. Well, it's not the best 50 restaurants. I think, yeah. um, to your point, um, I feel the same way, but we didn't feel that way Monday. You know, I think, we had ta no, talked Monday about this, like, about 
feeling shame almost <laughs> of like, uh, you know, there's just that, that feeling of like, cause this, this is important to me. And, right. uh, it was like, are we doing, what are we doing wrong? Like, why, yeah. why are we not acknowledged, you know, in this thing? And you see, you know, to some extent felt kind of bad, like, you know, we, we do have three locations and we're trying to, you know, build more and provide more opportunities for our staff and their families and everything else. And, and, um, a, a number of other stuff and you're like, but is that, should I be doing that? Should I just be focusing on but one store? And why? But that's the thing. Like, I know. If we had open, okay, so we got top 25 in the food truck and then we got 50 in 2017 while we were in our brick and mortar on Magnolia. We had one store. And another thing I've been thinking about recently is like, so in four years, like, like, I guess, what Texas Monthly technically or one of the things they could be looking for is like, you know, consistent, you know, Magnolia is the one shop for four years. So then are you really OK with no growth and no like expanding for four years just to be considered for a list, you know, like and again, um, we obviously don't like we haven't talked to Daniel. We don't know. if well, We're going to see him tonight. I know we have to see him tonight. <laughs> so that'll be um, a lot of fun. But like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just. No, I agree with you. And that's what I I'm saying. Like, like, it feels like the ordinary person. And this is what is another thing that kind of hurts. And I bet hurts you like the ordinary people, the people on Twitter, the people that are just reading that list are seeing that Heim is not on that list. And they're like, well, Heim must suck now. And like, you know, and it, it's like you're you're not cool. You can't sit at this table anymore, you know, and it's like it, that's hurtful. Yeah, it's not. I mean, this is something I thought, too. It's like it's one thing to like be excluded from the like club, but like to be in it and then somehow lose it. Well, it's like we're good enough to have grown from a food truck with you and I mm -hmm. working a million hours a week to a restaurant that was considered top 50 to three restaurants, soon to be five restaurants plus a food truck plus a full-time catering operation. So you're telling me we haven't improved since then? You know what I mean? That's the thing that bugs me because it's like the... how if we have gotten worse since then. Then how have we How have we grown so into all this and whatever? And again, this is the part where it's just That's true. I'm I didn't sure think of it like that. Well, now you're people, making me go backwards. Uh, this, you know, again, I just don't want it to seem like we're – we're complaining, although I do want to complain um, a lot, but it's um, it's it's weird. It's a weird um, place I, to be in. I'm not jealous of like the people on the list. I'm sad that I'm not on the list. Like I think right. everyone on the list should be on the list. I, you know, I again, I probably didn't even actually read all of it because you were like, we're not on it. I so I was like, all right, I I'm not even going to look at that. And then got to. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then stopped reading. Well, so. and, and that's like, it's like, I'm happy for everyone because everyone, especially after the t almost two years that we've all had in the industry with the pandemic and everything, like everyone has worked their asses off and probably like 
didn't pay an actual like home bill to buy meat or something. You know, like some serious stuff has happened over the last two years. So I know everyone that's on it deserves it. It's just sad that like we're not on it. Like yeah, personally. Yeah, I wouldn't. And I think I don't think so, anybody shouldn't have made it. And then that was no, I I completely agree. And I think. Uh, well, actually, I don't even know who's on it, to be honest. So, <laughs> I think, um, well, I did hear Wesley said that 29 of the joints are new that's out crazy. of 50. I saw a tweet that said four, only four places were open before 2001. And so that's what Louis Miller, Hutchins. Frank, no, not Franklin. No. Um, Is it Terry Black? Terry's? No. Um, Black's was open, but not Terry Black's. Um, yeah, the new stars. So, and that's weird too, like just how quickly things change in, in the restaurant world, but we're considered like the old, you know, like the Franklin and Pecan Lodge and everything are like the Pecan old, Lodge old didn't people, get it, which is, you know, they've, they've trailblazed Dallas barbecue. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. No, matter. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's where if I can just vent for a while, um, I, after everything we've been through, and I don't mean we, I mean everything we as barbecue restaurants have been through the last two years. Um, it's just, you know, what a perfect time to like have this list, but it's like a lot of the places weren't even open through that. I know, a lot of, of them, the places, some of the places say open 2001, 2021. 2021, 2021 sorry <laughs> um that's no that's you know so i guess I, I i feel i my first feeling was sad right i was sad that we weren't included i was sad for our 160 plus employees who uh most of whom work really hard and knew this was coming too especially the guys in the smokehouse that um you know we're open seven days a week at two stores uh six at the river um doing catering everything else and the amount of hard work and dedication that it takes to run that operation and do it almost 24 7 seven days a week we take uh thanksgiving and christmas off sometimes easter i mean it's almost a 363 day a year uh process i i felt deep sadness that yeah we couldn't celebrate that Ugh, with them i feel like i'm gonna cry i mean you know it's maybe one of those episodes but um yeah, sad I, I felt really, really bad because of that, because uh, guys like Tex and Jesus, uh, Ivan, Dirk, Al in Dallas, Jeffrey in Dallas, um, some of the guys that, that aren't with us anymore, that not that they died, but just, you know, quit or uh, moved on to other opportunities that also played a role in, in our success. Over the last four years, you would hope that, you know, they – they would be uh, rewarded, and um, it's really disappointing to me that, that we don't fit, um, you know, what they're looking for um, for that. And then on another note, again, uh, you know, I feel like we're just preferencing everything we say with this, but, you know, not to talk about other places. Um, a lot of places weren't even open. <laughs> a lot of places yeah. just shut down with the pandemic. And um, 
Wesley said uh, the Goldies thing, they were talking about cooking four briskets a day. And um, you can't, not talking about them, but <clears throat> everything that we did to just stay in business. I know. I mean, I talked about this on the podcast and, and maybe some other places, but we were losing about 20 grand a week to keep everyone employed and not um, furlough anybody when the pandemic started. We also closed all of our stores before someone told us to or before the government said because we literally felt like we don't understand what the hell's going on and this is going to put our team members at risk. Mm -hmm. So let's just shut down. That's not an easy decision to make. We had a, almost 20 grand in meat inventory in the walk-in at River that I just was like put on Twitter, hey, we're doing a freaking meat sale. The uh, employee T-shirts, everything else. We get back to business, open 50% occupancy uh, with mask, with everything else, with people getting sick. Uh, employees, like people are berating them for yeah. mask and like mm -hmm. every day, almost every day fighting about not wanting to wear a mask, not whatever. Um, I, I've told the story about, you know, somebody flipping off one of our sweet 18-year-old cashiers um, and then blaming us for throwing him out of the restaurant. That's great. Whatever episode that's on is worth listening to. Um, we opened Dallas. We signed a lease and then a pandemic hit, you know, hard to see that. But we opened there with 50% occupancy. Um, struggled at the start just because, um, you know, of everything. And, and I do want to, I have something I want to say about that, that I'll get back to, but to finish this point, um, our, our team members, and it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's, I think a lot of people like literally risk their lives to like stay in business. Mm -hmm. in the pandemic and um people were getting covid you know everything was just insane but um a lot of people were like this is what i do i work in restaurants and i if i manage or i'm a dishwasher and this is how i provide for my family and um it was really really difficult and i guess my point is, um, in relation to this list, none of that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no one gives a shit. And, um, and I think like that, last week we talked about saying like, it, it means you're like, you're, if you make that list, it's like you're validated or yeah. whatever. And that's what I think is hurtful is because it's kind of like, you know, not everybody can be on a list that's only 50. Yeah, there's a million barbecue Deep, places yeah. now. But it's just like, you know, it stings, especially after this year. It It's like, you know, you don't feel validated, I guess, after everything that you just mentioned and that other joints have gone through, you know, Stephen Joseph at Riverport. Jesus, and, that'll make me cry. You know, like all these different things that people had to go through. And then let's just like cherry on top. You didn't make this list and you're not the cool kid anymore. And. And again, it's like, that's their thing. Like none, none of those, none of that matters. None of the, you know, it does, like so many 
of the places were either close. I mean, Franklin's still like not doing dining. They're just to go. That I doesn't matter. Instagram, <laughs> like, they're going to open for Thanksgiving. Yeah, great. So, you know, it's it's hard to compare, uh, which I, I think is the thing. There's just not really a, like, fair way, uh, I think, to compare a place like Joseph's in Riverport to a... Goldies or two A Hutchins or make the list like it's going to be detrimental because yeah in the magazine they do passports and like it's like if you go to every joint you get a sticker and we talked about it last time uh, but you get like a Yeti or whatever it is at the end if you go to all fifty and like if you are one of these places in like Far East Texas or wherever. Um, that didn't make the list, but was on the list prior and you don't have those people coming through just to get a sticker, you know, and spending money at your place, then that's going to be really hard for those places and not, not good for them at all. And, you know, counterpoint, um, Texas monthly doesn't owe anyone anything. And that's the thing too, that I have to remember is like, um, this is great and it's always been great for barbecue and and texas barbecue the additional like promotion and advertising that this list provides for people um but you know like to your point like the negative side of it is it sucks and we said that on the last podcast that um a lot of places i mean there's at least five places that i know of that like probably should have closed in the last year that were losing money just waiting, praying to be on top 50. Some of them made it, some of them didn't. And yeah, maybe now the places that made it, you know, will probably survive another year or so. The places that don't or, you know, it's, it's, it's been really, really, really tough the last year and a half. And I think a lot of places were just kind of scraping by hoping, okay, then we'll get this. And then when you don't, then it's going to really affect them. But that goes back to the point where, you know, at some point in the pandemic, I was talking to Daniel about this and, uh, I was, our, our sales were down at one point in 2020, uh, compared to 2019, which was a good year. Uh, our sales were down 80%, a little over 80%. Yeah. 80% of your business is gone. And we still have the same overhead. <laughs> no one gave us a dollar on rent. You know, thank you, landlords, to uh, to help us out. Same overhead of payroll and everything else because we didn't want to let anybody go. We actually hired more people. Um you know, to help out with different areas. Um, and I guess my point was then when I was talking to Daniel, he was talking to somebody who said, uh, their sales were about the same as last year. And I go, cause they cook three briskets. Cause it's not the same thing. It's not a restaurant. It's not. Yeah, of course, because every day they serve 40 people. Mm -hmm. Now they just serve 40 people to go. And so I guess, and I want to bring this up because I can tell you the moment I knew we weren't going to make the top 50 list was I had done an article with uh, Sarah Blaskovich for the opening uh, of Mockingbird, the Dallas opening. I also want to say shout out I to Sarah. Her. I love her a lot. She's great. Uh, restaurant, um, 
I don't know if you'd say critic because she more just like writes story. I don't. Well, she'll let she'll let she tells the truth. <laughs> yeah, but she's not. I mean, she just I think uh, writes a lot about restaurants in Dallas and mm -hmm. Fort Worth and and is it's like a food writer. She's very nice. Yeah. Um, also, which is uh, rare Beautiful for those babies people too. <laughs> um, but she's she wrote a really nice article. Yeah, but it was kind of shocked that we weren't in it along with Pecan Lodge and others recently and, and wrote that on Twitter and that meant a lot to me and I need to message her. I just haven't, uh, haven't yet. But anyway, we did an article and maybe this is a little into like how the sausage is made and, you know, I, I don't want to like, um, you know, whatever. But but a lot of times with PR and marketing stuff, you have an agenda. There's a point that I'm trying to convey because I feel like this is important. Mm -hmm. And any kind of PR marketing, you know, whatever would tell you the same thing. And so a lot of times when we have these stories and, you know, people talk to us about something, I'm trying to push a certain thing. I'm just setting it up purely to say I was very concerned with us opening in Dallas in the middle of a global pandemic mm -hmm. where no one knew what the hell was going on. No one knew if they were going to die the next day. This was before the vaccines were a thing. I don't even think you could get a vaccine no, really not yet. Um, at this point. And... This was a year ago, by the way, October. We've been open a year in Dallas. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, yeah. Well, this was before then, though, when the because we opened before then. It was um, pre-vaccine. Yes, that's my point. Um, people wearing masks. It was 50% occupancy in Dallas. We did our soft opening, which was super great. The demand was crazy. It was awesome. We had lines out the door, down the building. And I felt really worried because that was great and everything was awesome. But you're just waiting for somebody to say something. You're waiting to be labeled as the unsafe restaurant, right. the place that doesn't Constantly care. Constantly policing it. You know, uh yeah, I mean, we're telling people stay six feet apart. No one gives a shit. No, no. you know, it's it's just like, packed in, in the building. like <laughs> sardines and, you know, everything. So, um, again, the the moment that the point of this, the moment that I knew we were we, there was no chance was we in that article, I said, basically, like, I don't want to have lines like that's one of our things. Right. We want to be as inclusive and as accessible of a restaurant as possible. Part of our ethos of being a part of the community and yada, yada, yada. You've heard me preach about that. Um, open seven days a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now um, I want you to be able to come and enjoy the best barbecue in town. If you have a 30-minute lunch break, if you have you know, want to get a meal at nine o'clock at night. If you have a family like us and your child likes to scream and bother other patrons, like mm -hmm. it's, you know, I want everyone to be able to come. And I was really, really concerned with us opening and having long lines and all that. So I said, basically in the thing, like, that's not our goal. We don't want to be the place with super long lines. We want to serve you 
the best food possible, barbecue, burgers, whatever it is that you like on our menu. But I want to do it as quickly as possible with as best good of service and hospitality as I can. Um, Again, really kind of hammering the we don't want to have lines because I was worried about people, you know, being worried about that and not coming to our restaurant, which we needed to. Uh, desperately make money as again we were losing an insane amount of money um i didn't say you know that was that came out daniel responded on twitter to me with some bullshit about lines and i guess i think he thought that i was trying to dog other places that like had lines and not understanding that in the middle of a global pandemic where people are dying at an insane rate that the idea that i would say that hey maybe we don't want to you know we're trying to like we're not that place if that's what you think barbecue places are general public we're not that we're Um, spend your money and don't worry about dying yeah (laughs) right right and um, uh big deal we kind of went back and forth uh on twitter about it and then he posted a photo of a line from our food truck and something to the effect of you know well this guy loved lines or wasn't and it's something like this guy you know this guy talking about me love lines and wouldn't you know doesn't feel the same way or something and in that moment i really in my mind go oh he doesn't get it (laughs) like yeah you don't understand what we're going through and what i'm trying to do here by saying this in the article it's just that a barbecue place isn't a good place unless unless it's exclusive unless it's a long line and kind of inferring that we we don't have those lines or we don't want those lines so then we're not what we used to be and that really bothered me as someone who not to mention just that I considered considered him a friend and you know everything and um because we're friends doesn't mean we should make top 50 because we're friends means you could have told me two three weeks ago when i saw you and hung out for two hours and drank and had a great time that maybe it didn't come to mind hey by the way you guys aren't in it like we're we're i've known him for a long time and uh, that hurts me deeply and then we'll see him tonight so i'm sure he'll have some bullshit excuse for why he didn't feel like uh, saying anything but Uh. again this is getting this is getting raw but i i i felt in that moment uh not good and then the other thing was when we had him on the podcast and he said we're not special anymore i'll never forget that we were talking about meat prices and how people are charging we're we're charging in fort worth at the time like 30 grand 30 grand <laughs> that's what it, we should charge 30 dollars for a pound of brisket and we i don't think we had upped our prices yet even though meat was starting starting to go up and we were like oh we really don't want to do that but you know look it's looking like we're gonna have to and I I said I can't believe there's a place in town doing like $29 a pound and I said man if we did that people would just blow us up on social and just like really complain and all this stuff and he said well that's just because you're not special anymore (laughs) 
Well, he said that on the podcast. I, that was, I think, another conversation. But, yeah, we, we got the message loud and clear. So I think um, – and I'll just say it too. Like, so then I'm mad, you know, I'm mad at him because we did a catering and, and hung out. And in that catering, uh, he said, like, the list is already done. And so it's like, you know, you, you – the same thing for – I don't want to name people, but I was texting with other – places that didn't get in and um you know there's some excuse or whatever but uh i don't know i i would have appreciated just hey by the way yeah before i got off facebook um i saw another joint said that he had known like two weeks ago that he wasn't that would have been nice and i was like well that would have been cool because we were like you know our hopes were really high um for a number of reasons and it would have just been nice to not and then, too, I'll just say it because fuck it. But, like, I I really, like, seriously didn't think we would get in because of the line thing and because of all that and just, like, we're growing. And that, I think, is the perception from him and, and you know, whatever who else is involved with that of, like, you get to three locations yeah, you're and doing you're big fine. and it's yeah. different and it's not this, like, what they're trying to, to do. Um and that's fine. And so I, I really like had kind of, I think, made peace with it. Last Tuesday, we get a last minute call, mm-hmm. email. Hey, Texas Monthly, we want to film with you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, oh, awesome. This is awesome. Uh, Drop everything and make it happen. So let's just cancel an entire day of meetings. Let's get a babysitter last minute because we're like, well, shit, if they want to film, this is probably important. And the film crew... Couldn't have been nicer. They were great. great. I don't want to say anything negative about them um, because they were awesome. But uh, I really hope that footage doesn't go anywhere. Like at this point, I'm really upset. Ask that it doesn't. Well, it's just that that was a week, not even like six days before the list comes out, and then we do this whole thing, and they're like, "What does Texas Monthly mean to you?" and you know, all this and we're talking and we, again, we're there for hours filming and then we leave and we're like, this is really good. This is so awesome. This is good news. Like, this is great. We're, we, we filmed with them. This is awesome. It's going to go on their, you know, internet, whatever thing they said and all this, um, just to get a kick in the nuts Monday <laughs> and like, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> what was the point I of think that? It's because we, I mean, I don't know, but I think it's because we te- we were on the top 50. From the last one? From the last yeah. one. And they did the like traveling festival restaurant week thing. And right. they were like, we'll feature you. But they, and other places on didn't the get filming in, yeah. thing, they were like, so what do you guys think about Panther City? And like, so we were like, oh, it must be like us in Panther City. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Hilarious. They didn't mention anybody else. This is so cool. And then uh, Nada. Nada. So, uh, and a fact check email that was about River. Right. So we were like, they must just be picking like one location. They picked River, which they always do a fact check thing. That's kind of if, like if they're writing time, about knew, you. Yeah, we knew that. So then we, we were like, in. oh, but then we just got an honorable mention, which is just like a participation a trophy, pink, I guess. A pink ribbon like, I don't know. instead of a um, blue one. <laughs> so uh, to just wrap this up, because of course we were like, I don't know how long we want to freaking talk about this, and then here it is, forty-five minutes in. Um, 
I'm disappointed. I'm mad for the reasons that I described because I feel like it's it. I feel like we've always tried to be different. And my thing and what I've said for a million times is I want to cook barbecue the level of Franklin, the level of Pecan Lodge, the Louis Miller's La Barbecue. Those guys um, that I learned from, that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, uh, I want to do that, but I want to have the hospitality. I want to have the service. I want to have the restaurants Mm -hmm. of places that are inclusive, that are accessible, that are open seven days a week to where anyone can come in. You don't have to take a vacation day to stand in line for three hours to get food. That's the hard part for us. That's always been the hard part. We're cooking three or four cooks of ribs every day, bacon burn in, sausage, all of that. It's not like we cook one thing in the morning and then we just sell out. Again, going into the amount of hard work that the smokehouse guys, you know, put in and all that just for us to uh, to have really good barbecue at seven, eight o'clock at night. That's difficult. And not a lot of places have that same agenda and that same mindset. I'd say style switch. They're the same way, right? They're open for yeah. dinner and, you know, six or seven days a week. Um, there's a few that that have tried. Um they also got shafted. So, you know, but I guess my point is like, I, I feel like we've always been on that outer edge of like, I want to be a part of this thing mm-hmm. and included in this because I think that's important. But also we want to like be a successful restaurant. Right. And we want to like uh, provide um, you know, just all of those other things for our customers, not to mention like, um, you know, being successful, all that, like you get into like with the restaurant that's open two or three days a week, how does someone work there? How do you get a full time 40 hours out of that for your staff members? Mm-hmm. We're able to provide insurance, everything, all the other stuff that we do. It's like, it's more than just an ego thing and selling out and blah, blah, blah. What I think, and I'm speaking for both of us, I think what we feel about truly great restaurants are all of those other things combined. Correct. And that's what we want to be. And the thing that bums me out is Texas Monthly being like, but you can't be this too. Yeah. And it's maybe it's just nice to have clarity from that but it's like if this is the the moment where we're like okay well we're different and maybe we're not a part of that but we're not and we've said this before and like to our employees and to our team members of like we're not cooking for texas monthly you know, as much as we want to be a part of that, we're not cooking for Daniel. We're not cooking for whatever. Our goal is to provide great, incredible restaurants with excellent food, passionate, gracious hospitality, right? So um, that's the goal. And the thing that was weird from this week is 
should that be our goal? Is that what matters? All that. And I think it's going to take some time, but I feel a little bit of clarity. I mean, I've been praying a lot, which I think has helped, but uh, a little bit of clarity of like, you know what, we're, we're different and we have our own sort of agenda and goal and what we think is important. And that's not a bad thing just because no. we didn't um, get a part of this. And so, you know what, it's kind of like when you went to Aaron and he was like, come stage with me and like you cooked there for a week or whatever and then at the end he was like I'm not gonna hire you and you were like devastated and you called me from our 99 two-door hotness civic and you were like he's not gonna hire me and he said like I should just try and do my own thing or whatever and you were like so hurt and just like you know lost in a desert of like confusion and I was like I think this is a good thing I think this is the kick in the ass that you and I needed to like figure out a food truck or whatever we wanted to do, but like focus on us. And then the next day you found our food truck for lease on Craigslist. Yeah. And it's kind of maybe that this is that for us, but we're just larger and stronger now. And this is like kind of like the last thing we needed to be like, you know what? We really are different and we really are striving to serve the best we can and to be you know the high barbecue that we feel like we should be and to not be put into a bubble or mold that is set by someone else and Heim has really we really haven't been that in a long time and you know we probably would have been off the list a lot earlier if it wasn't every four years um but maybe this is it. Maybe this is like the final like, okay, now like now it's like we're really going to spread our wings and figure out who we really are. And well, what's the name of our restaurant group? Providence Restaurant Group. That's on everybody's checks that they receive. So Providence is the idea that everything good or bad happens for a reason and it's all planned by God mm -hmm. not to get religious because I don't want to be the guy that's like salt, pepper and prayer and whatever, you know, like <laughs> shit. But with that, um, our faith means a lot to us. And I think that's, I didn't really even think about it that, that way. And I've never really told that story. And, you know, it's like we, we were cooked a lot with, um, the law barbecue folks and John Lewis, who used to work at Franklin yeah, and was kind of a mentor to me and I really appreciated and learned a lot from cooking with him. And then we were going to open a restaurant in Charleston with him. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I mean, whatever, I'm just in the mood to just fucking, you know, say it all. But it's like, we were going to get an apartment together with John and open a food truck because we had gone and done this event with the Brownwater Society and love Charleston. So we had told our family, we're moving to Charleston. We're yeah. going. This is my dream to be a barbecue cook and open a place. And um, it fell apart in a uh, just a Providence. beautiful way, um, which, you know, was really, there's a lot more to that story. But so anyway, we were like, well, we're not doing that. I went and one of our Patreon members, Evan Leroy, went and cooked with uh, Evan because they needed somebody at Freedman's. 
Um, he decided not to hire me, uh, which was, you know, great in hindsight, but, you know, very, uh, he needed upsetting. somebody like the next day and we lived in, yeah. Fort Worth. <laughs> uh, annoying at the time. But then, um, while I was there, we met Aaron and drank for like six hours and chatted about barbecue and everything. And standing in the parking lot of Contigo, I still remember like it was yesterday. He was like, you know, if you're going to come work someplace in town, why don't you work for me? And I said this before, this was like, you know, Troy Aikman being like, Hey, do you want to like come play football for like the Cowboys? You, the you know, And you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Awesome. Um, and also at this point we're destitute. Like we're like scraping by every penny. We're renting cars because our car cannot make the trip to Austin to cook for free for John Lewis and Law Barbecue and everything else. I mean, we drove to Charleston, Houston, wherever, just to learn. And this was the same, you know, kind of thing. And then um, I was, you know, at Franklin for a few days and learned a lot and that was great. And then at the end, the last conversation we had was, you know, him saying that, that like he, he was like, you know, if you work here, you're just going to cook ribs for five years and it's not going to be the same thing. And, um, he, you know, this is going to make me emotional, but <laughs> anyway, he said, um, I think you should do your own thing in Fort Worth and just go for it. And they had a similar story, him and Stacy, where they just opened a food truck. And that was hugely inspirational for me. Again, going back to me following Daniel Vaughn's blog before he was anything and had this random barbecue blog where he went to Franklin and seeing that first post that he put about Franklin with them in a food truck. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. That must have been I don't know, 10 years ago or something, maybe, maybe longer. Um, so Aaron's always been, you know, important in my life. And, um, that was, I think the last like kick in the ass where I, I was devastated. Yeah. I was like, no, but I want to cook ribs for five years. <laughs> like yeah. I'll do it for free. I mm -hmm. told him that for years that I'll come work for free, uh, just because I wanted to, to learn and, that was how much I was cared about barbecue and was passionate. And I was like, this guy is the, the guy that, you know, is innovating and doing all this stuff. And, um, literally we found the food truck for lease. I was looking up propane tanks to buy, uh, another, cause we had done our meat club pop-ups, but we, you know, it wasn't like really well thought out or anything. We just knew we might need another smoker. And, um, found the food truck for lease that was at Republic bar that Panther city, you know, went into after us. And, um, the rest was history. We, your parents bought a trailer for yeah. us because we couldn't even afford a trailer. We had a smoker that I got for free from my uncle. Didn't have temp gauges or anything else. And, and, um, that's how it started. And then to go from that in 2015 to where we're at now is pretty remarkable. And I but think like the common thread and that's what's like hard. And that's what I, I'm sure like the deciding gods of the list are like, I'm fine, you know, like whatever. But it's like it's it's still us like we're the same. And 
that's what's difficult is like, you know, you see like the three joints or yeah. the three restaurants and you're like, oh, you know, they got this or whatever. But it's still like yeah. a passion and a love for barbecue. And like now that passion and love has developed into like keeping staff on the clock and like mm -hmm. those type of things. But well, this last year, especially. I mean, that's the thing that bugs it's me, us. too. I mean, it's literally us. We're the Himes. We are Heim Barbecue, and that's, you know. That's the thing that bugs me is the, and, like, Franklin posted on Instagram uh, today, and they were like, we, you know, I forget what it was, but it was like, we, we were number one eight years ago, and then we were number two four years ago, and then now we're number seven, and, like, nothing has changed but i guess the rest of the barbecue world has improved and all that and uh it felt a little tongue-in-cheek and maybe they didn't mean it that way but i guess that's my thing too is like i th i think this is a this is a common thing of like growth is just bad and i think right. that's what like texas monthly and daniel and all those things it's just that's the the thing that people think is growth is bad. You go from a food truck to a brick and mortar. Then your food Ooh, can't is it going to be the same? Yeah. Is it going to be? We were doing myself and then Rowdy, I guess, when you know he was sober, was like cooking on a smoker in the rain and the cold and every condition and on a smoker that didn't have temp gauges, all that crap. <laughs> There's no way that we didn't improve with Magnolia. We designed the whole smokehouse, the restaurant, to be more consistent, to eliminate a lot of those variables. And I guess the point of why I brought up Franklin in their post, all of the people that work for us, the people that have been with us since day one, the guys in the smokehouse that have been there for the last couple of years, they just don't get any better. Like, they're not improving from day to day. Like, I think you it's... have to think that if you have a brain that we're constantly getting trying better. to get better and improve we have people that work their ass off to but do I that i would argue like on their side they're saying if it's not me cashiering and you cutting brisket and putting logs on the fire then it's not as good as it used to be well, I think that's a part of it. I still remember. But landing. in our eyes, though, we're like we're empowering these people to like make money. They're paying for cars. They're yeah. like we're creating a thing for so other College. people can have good things in life, too. And that isn't like that's not good enough. Either. It doesn't matter. No. I, I still um, I still remember Lanny, our friend, little Lanny had a restaurant. It was like a fine dining Mexican place and it was called Lanny's Alto Casino. And uh, he said, I'll never name a restaurant after me again. And I was like, what does that mean? And uh, it was that where mm -hmm. he was like, if I wasn't there, then it was like people were pissed. And it was like, it, it's not good enough or it's not what it used to be. And he was like, I can't work 100 hours a week. I have kids and a family and all that. And that really struck a nerve with me. Um, and to his point was like, he has incredible chefs. He has great kitchen staff that he trained that, you know, he promoted yeah, that to you feel comfortable leaving in your building. Yeah. And managers and psalms and everything else. And but again, it's just that I, idea or whatever of if he wasn't in the building, then it's not the same. And that's just how it is. And that's part of public perception. And it's you know, we can't be in all three restaurants at the same time every day and everything i can't cook every brisket but that we serve like, 
like we waited to have a baby like we waited to like start our own personal lives because we were establishing our company and it's you know that's just how it is for us yeah but I mean, I'm not going to like change that those things. Like, I'm not going to be like, well, Izzy shouldn't have been here because I should have been making potato salad. Like, there's just no way. And like, that's the thing about like this whole thing is you could say like, you know, Oheim isn't the same because it's not us doing every single aspect of the business, like from cooking to writing a check to whatever it is. But it's like I we've grown in so many other ways. And like have started a family and yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, you know, it, we, we didn't get into that, and I don't want to. But just being pregnant in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. opening a third restaurant and everything that we dealt with with that, um, that was very very tough. And and during those times, that's when we needed to focus on us. Yeah, like we had to. So. And I don't even want to. Get no, that's that. a different story. But we. Anyway, it we wasn't easy. It. And and again, that back to my first point, like people with restaurants and stuff were doing everything to to scrape by and stay in business and keep their staff members employed and probably having family members that died. And, you know, you know, being pregnant in the middle of a pandemic and all this other stuff. So. That's the part that it's just a little bit, it, it just hurts a little bit more everything that, that, uh, but it's like, this is got. how we feel. Every joint that also didn't get on it, that was on it in previous years, or, you know, was hoping to get on it. That's how, like, we all have our own stories. Yeah. And it's super sad. I feel bad for Steven. I feel bad for the Rogals. They have always been very nice. And, uh, yeah. And, and Catherine. Yeah. Style Switch. Style Switch. She's um, so great. Pecan Lodge. I haven't talked to them in a while, but you know, Justin was, I still remember, uh, I wanted to work there forever and they didn't hire me. And Justin, (laughs) when we opened Magnolia, sent me a Facebook message out of the blue, um, saying that he, he was proud of us and that he was really happy, um, that we had opened and, and, I wasn't really friends with him. I didn't know him that well. That meant a a lot to me and obviously still does. Um, So it is what it is. I I think uh, I I was devastated. I was very sad. I was very upset. And I feel like we're at the point where, you know, what has made us successful so far has not been looking at what other places are no. doing, has not been worried about if we're going to get in the Fort Worth Magazine best barbecue or we're going to get Texas Monthly. It's These are our standards, our stripes that we call them, our, our core values um, for our staff members, team members, um, focusing on what we think is important. And I, and I truly believe that no one's going to hold us to a higher standard than ourselves yeah and as long as (laughs) we keep doing what we think is important and focusing on on those things and then doing the right thing treating people the way that they should be treated and and all of the other things that go into a business I mean you know I was talking about I did a charity golf thing 
30 minutes after finding out the list and I was just, you know, played like shit for the most part because I was just thinking about that all day. Um, six figures that we've provided in charity, if, you know, more um, to local charities and stuff. I mean, that's what's important to me is being a restaurant where we can do those things, you know, be a part of our community, Fort Worth, now Dallas, now soon to be Burleson, which I can't wait to to get Burleson open. Um, those are the things that are that are important. Providing opportunities for our team members to grow, to buy houses, to buy cars, to go to college, all that stuff. We can't do that if we're a three day a week place that cooks four briskets that's open for two or three hours and. We wouldn't I think feel, I'm we, okay with we, that. No, I mean, seriously, I, we wouldn't feel good doing that. Yeah. We are not, you know, it's weird because when you think about like, gosh, our brains seven years ago trying to do this stuff would have like killed to be in that position. And we were in that position. And when we got into that position with the food truck, the pop-ups and everything, it's like, this isn't us. Yeah. We've got to keep, like, we felt it. It was a tug on our hearts and we just knew like we got to blaze and we have to keep going and like be the trailblazers that we feel that we are. And I feel like that's, that's who we are. I mean, truthfully, we wouldn't yeah. feel comfortable doing the no. four briskets or whatever a week. And, and that's just my internal struggle of ego and wanting to be considered, you know, one of the best. And I, I feel like we've never gotten the – we've never gotten what we probably deserve, you know, from just that type of stuff. But – that's probably for the best. There's a verse in James that says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And that was something that was a, um, a big deal to me growing up and something that I always tried to be like, I don't want to be the beating your chest. You know, we're about to shock the world, uh, barbecue uh, place. And um, maybe that's part of why we we don't get you know a lot of the acclaim we don't have a pr company we don't have anything like that um but we're true to who we are yeah and i and you know i'll say it because we're just all in our fields anyway but that the the moment that changed for me and i've talked about it was my grandfather who i loved who was like a father to me uh was dying on his deathbed and while i sat next to him i got a message from a customer for the food truck uh that said something to the effect of uh you guys suck um we've come to the food truck i've come to the food truck three times, which I don't really believe that. I've come to the food truck three times. Every single time you've been sold out or, you know, you've been out of whatever. And today was the last straw. Um, I'm never coming back to you. I'm going to go to this place in town because I know that they're open for lunch and dinner and they always have food. And uh, mind you, we took off the day to, you know, grieve my dying grandfather. Um so in that moment, I talked about this on one of the podcasts. I I want to be clear and say, fuck that guy. Like, first of all, like, that's not why. But 
I think that was the thing that bugged me about the food truck and about our success early was it was like we felt like we had created exactly what we wanted. We were serving great barbecue. We were doing everything we wanted. And it was so exclusive. It was so limited. We literally were cooking as much as we could. I would have begged anyone, again, like Daniel and the line thing, I would have begged someone to open a restaurant, to have another smoker, to cook more, to open, to have more staff. It wasn't by design. We didn't do it on purpose, you know. And the the thing about that, and then when we went to Magnolia and then now with the other restaurants was, I don't want to be what that guy thinks we are, of this is just a hipster whatever like yeah. they cook four briskets a day and then exclusive. it's whatever it's exclusive i can't get in and i you know i'm not a part of that and whatever um and that still to this day uh was kind of the final thing of like you know what we can do great barbecue and great service but also not be like what this guy thinks and be a place where everyone can come. You don't have to stand in line forever. God forbid. Um, you can get a cocktail, you can get a drink, you know, all that stuff, all of the other things that, that we do, um, to try to create a great atmosphere. And that was a big deal to me. And again, to the Texas monthly, that's not what they look for or what they care about. And maybe we just have to be okay with that. You know, we are different yeah, and we've always been different, even back from when we opened Magnolia. I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier about like the desires of our hearts is, has not changed yeah. since the food truck. Like we've always wanted to be a part of that list. Right. And just because we've grown doesn't mean we don't want to be a part of that yeah. list now. And so now it's like now we're looking inward and like having to be like, it's okay right. that we've grown and changed. And to my point at the very beginning, when we started, like we shouldn't feel yeah. like upset that we have had success right. to be excluded from that list, you know? Yeah. It just it doesn't, doesn't make, make it, it easier. <laughs> easier. Um, because well, again, it's like we we wore orange on the day we should have worn pink or something. Like <laughs> you're out. Like you can't sit with us. Yeah, I mean, I just got another text uh, from a, a good friend. Um, Dang, that's talking long. about the list. That uh, again, I really We've appreciate it if you reached out to a us. A couple people reach out. That was really meaningful. When really, I was like, I don't know just hurts and it's kind of cool to see people like acknowledge like even Means the people that did make the list that reached out and were surprised like they took time out of their like enjoyment and you know excitement of the day and said yeah. you know i'm really sorry and can't even believe it a lot of funny memes on twitter a lot of people twitter is funny Twitter's so like such like a cesspool sometimes but oh, it's yeah. really awesome like it's a they terrible were, place tagging everybody like tagging texas monthly and stuff for us and 
Well, one guy <laughs> like, that like com- are you guys yeah. crazy? Like <laughs> one guy that comments a lot was like welfare check or something, and that was when I was like, all right, well, I should just you know I get back on, and I haven't posted anything, but I liked a lot of the tweets of of people supporting us, and I. It's kind of nice to take a break. Regardless. I appreciate that. Uh, ben Rogers from Ben and Skin shouted us out on uh, his radio show too. That was really meant a lot to me. He's, he's a couple of out. news people too, I think. Yeah, a bunch of them. Um, and then See, another we, funny thing, that's, like that's probably a hundred tweets of people being like, what the hell? Heim's not on and all this stuff. And then one person, literally one that I saw was some random troll account, it looks like. And they were like, Heim sucks. And then Daniel responded to that one that they tagged him in of like, there's still a good place or something. It. No, I know. It's just funny. Like there's a hundred tweets about you know, people saying how good we are and you don't write back to that, but, but also, I mean, he's, he's on a high from posting this list that he spent a lot of time doing. Yeah. And a lot of effort and, um, you know, it's great. It'll be really interesting to see him tonight. And I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I know I almost got, almost was like, I'm not going to go, but I'm not, I've never like not completed a task and this client is actually a really great client of ours yeah, and she's like friend, a, honestly friend a friend now, now. and uh, I'm not going to not be there for I didn't the want to miss it for them just because he'll be there and the Panther City guys will be there yeah. it's uh, Terry Black so I want to say congrats to Slowbone. them and everything um, yeah Slowbone they got on um, it's um, it's pretty cool I think it's it's a great thing for barbecue i'm very happy for the places. it'll be interesting to see like the goldies in those places that then you know it's like texas monthly threw a hand grenade in their lap and you're like yeah. okay here you go whether or not you're ready for success you're about to get it and so how you manage that the next year is going to be uh interesting and a challenge for a lot of places and the places that didn't make it that are struggling, I, I feel really yeah. terrible for. And some got, of them I are mean, our friends. Also on that note, like just because the place didn't make the list, keep supporting them because now is when they're going to need it more than ever. Those smaller joints that maybe like previously were on the list that didn't make it now and were, you know, just kind of thinking of the list coming out as like a finish line or something like we, you know, after this pandemic and everything and like, you know, praying to be on it and then maybe weren't lucky enough to have made it keep supporting them because they're going to need it. Yeah. I don't know. We could bookmark this, but I think six places closed since the last list. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 20. I know. I was from the next one. I mean, it's just, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. But the climate we're in and everything, I mean, the amount of money that it costs for meat right now and all that crap. I mean, I did see a tweet from uh, someone that made it that was like, I'm just glad we're all still here or something. And it's like, that's, you know, that's the honest truth right there. Yeah. None of us could be here after this year. And and the crazy thing is uh, thousands of restaurants have closed. Yeah. You know, it's it's nuts. Well, do Did we any? exhaust the topic? Well, I was going to say, you know, like, you know, this was just a time for us to vent and to get it off of our chest. Next podcast will be more open and airy and fun. And we'll try to be back to our normal self with Brittany updates and Bravo updates and football, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was it's good for us. This is like we said last time too, almost like a therapy session for us just to talk it out, because honestly, we've been 
so hurt by everything that we really haven't even discussed it much because it's like, you know, we not only work together, but then we also live together. It's just, you know, 24 seven of that like open wound <laughs> getting salt poured into it if we just keep talking about it. So that's that, man. Yeah, I agree. We'll be back to the, our regular uplifting time time yeah podcasts with minimal curse words next time yeah maybe <laughs> thanks for uh sorry i cried this whole time that's uh, you know i mean it happens um just got my feels yeah thanks for listening um i mean one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast you know i had people reach out to me to be like what how do you feel about you know like media and i'm like i'm not saying a fucking word like i this is an avenue where we can share our feelings yeah. and how we are and I can explain how I feel much better on an hour and a half podcast than in one stupid clip that's going to get thrown into a magazine or online article that's no one can read anyway because it's not you gotta pay you don't subscribe so um <laughs> I appreciate true, the people who uh care about us and care about our business and support this podcast um and those of you that just are here for the jokes and the and the goofs, uh, we'll be back to that. You guys must have been cracking up week. this this episode. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is uh, real heim time. This is as heim time as it gets, I guess. I love you, babe. Uh, I love got you. It. I know it's just uh, it is what it is, and we we've we're all just people, man, just trying to get by. At the end of the day, it's. Um, the all the hard work and everything you know we put into it and i think that's evident you know mm -hmm. of how we feel now that you're you're not you're never going to be comfortable with not being included in something like that and that's fine but um you know we have bigger goals and bigger plans and the things that we find important and what we care about as a business as personally as people as bosses who have 160 families that depend on us making the right decisions and doing the right things um that's a heavy burden uh to bear at yeah, times no joke. <laughs> and especially the last year and especially with this list and all of that crap so um this is it <laughs> about as real as we can get <laughs> i think so um thanks for listening and hopefully uh, more jokes next time. So. <laughs> more jokes, less tears. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Hey!